and welcome to Sci-Fi Sidebar. I'm your co-host, Cece. And I'm Peter, your other co-host. You remember to introduce yourself this month. I did. I did week. a good job. Instead of doing it in post-editing where I have to like just cut out that awkward gap, I and instead... <laughs> oh, oh, hi. And I act like I'm surprised, but I actually am. And it's like a great joke that everyone enjoys. Oh, yes. Everyone enjoys it. Still, they all, probably enjoyed it the first time and still All seven time. people. <laughs> this month, we're doing Children of Time by Adrian Tchaikovsky. Oh, cool. You looked up his name beforehand because I did not. How could you forget it's Tchaikovsky? I forget I like every author's name. name but... The only name of an author I like remember is J.K. Rowling. That's basically it. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, she's hard to forget. Truth. So, I'm a level with you guys. I went into this book sight unseen. Peter just said it was going to be a good one. And he was right. And also, it was like a really natural successor to Bob. Yeah, absolutely. Th- it's there's like a the lot of, way. like, common strings. Yeah, I thought it was a cool because it provides a lot of contrast. It's like, okay, you know, Earth following and all that, that's pretty common. But it's like... This could have gone way worse. It's such an apology to the Bob hate. <laughs> no, 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 of our no, no. last whoa, whoa, whoa. episode. Whoa, whoa. Our Bob hate was specifically for Bob. For All right, Bob we liked one. the we liked the other Bobs. The OB. Yeah, OB was not well no, OB was like was was Bob like on Earth. Oh, he was nobody to us. You're right, you're right. Yeah, Bob no, he one. was pretty much no one. Space Bob 1 was our enemy. But never mind, Bob, I'm sorry. Not, not Replicate Bob 1. Space Bob. Space Bob. <laughs> okay, anyway, moving on. That book's over. We did two episodes <laughs> on it. We already did two over. episodes on it. We're this sorry. Are, we'll never this talk is Bob about Part 3. We're over Welcome. <laughs> All right, so yeah. Children of Time. <laughs> um, Cece, what, what was your favorite part about this book? Oh, my favorite part. Yeah, I'm just going to, you know, some hardball, really general questions that don't all show a lot of prep work. Yeah, <laughs> really reveal. Um, yeah. My favorite part. Mm, how much do you want to include my deliberation on this recording? So much. All of what's going on there. It's all unedited, raw, uncut. Um, I enjoyed thinking about humanity in this universe. I think that was the most interesting to me. Spider shit, very interesting. Couldn't get over some of the totally whack job biology they were pe- peddling. But... <laughs> That's because like, you're a, like a biologist person. Yeah, I'm not a biologist, but I am a bio person. And yeah, we'll talk about it. But <laughs> right, we'll, get, we'll get there, we'll get there. The history of humanity was... I just like... I loved thinking about it, you know? It was just tasty to me the idea that like humanity destroyed itself again total bob and uh parallel and like had to rebuild from basically like a primitive culture survive an ice age like climb on the backs of those who came before and develop an accelerated space technology and then like they did such a bad job of it (laughs) It was just so interesting, like, the the relationship of those people to the quote-unquote ancients. Yeah, I really liked that. I also liked the idea that, like, the... I thought there was a lot of uh, truth in that. Like, I thought there was a lot of, um... Yeah, I could... In this book, whenever they talked about the history of humanity, I was like, yeah, that sounds about right. Okay, <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, yeah, the idea that, like... There was, like, the extremist, natural people who thought that, like, what... Um, Kern and her cohort were doing was completely 
like inappropriate and evil and wrong. Yeah, exactly. Like it's like uh like old school like super 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 conservative Christians. Like yeah. like the the old school Bible thumping Bible belt Christians. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that was a uh, that was pretty cool. And it's like Definitely. But then meanwhile, the rest of humanity is like let's be honest, like basically becoming gods. Like yeah, it's really interesting. This woman lived over three lifetimes. You know, she uh, she did was she able specify to... that? Yeah, no. She well, just she said, said she artificially. Oh no, she, she did say that. Yeah, she said artificially. She spent like she fought the battle over several generations. Yeah, one of the things that frustrated me about this book, just a side note, was like how vague they were about numbers. The only time they were super specific about numbers was when they said that, um, like, the first time Holston woke up, it was two thousand years after they left Earth. But anyway, go on. No, okay. So, well, I mean, that brings me to another thing. For one, let's say, like, where I think about it, I, I reconcile that. Let me let me come back and use hmm. my words. That makes sense. I reconcile that with the idea that it's like maybe this was a history being told, right? And they were the, a lot of the vagueness about numbers was the old Earth, you know, the fallen empire. Um, like even the concept of time was lost between the old empire and you exactly know, yeah. The so new like. People. I mean, they talk about how so much was lost and so much history, and like basically they piecemealed this together from the carcage of the old empire. That makes sense to me. Like, oh yeah, totally. If you know, if if we had <clears throat> the fall of civilization, things like that would get lost. You know, in, like the, in the retelling. And so yeah. the way I see it is, you know how the spiders, the stories being told generation to generation. Mm-hmm. I kind of see a parallel of that, like maybe like. Portia's, you know, the last the last Portia mentions, like, great-granddaughter or something, is now telling the story about how Spider-Kind and Human-Kind were able to meet and reconcile. And she's telling the, the verbal history from the humans as they as they understood it, and then also using, like, the genetic memory of her race to, like, tell the story and, write, you know, get it recorded down to history. Like, that's how I interpret the book. Yeah. Yeah, I see what you're saying. That's an interesting way of looking at it. <clears throat> I also feel like you could think of the sort of vagueness when it comes to time as being almost symbolic of the fact that, like, in this book, especially for the humans in this book, time has lost all meaning. Like, age matters, but time doesn't matter. Because age mm-hmm. is, like, experience relatively. You know what yeah. I mean? Now, what, what was his name? Holston? Yeah. Okay, so he was the um, Doctor Holston Mason. What was the name for uh, classicist? That's it. I like that word. I know me too. Uh, that's a cool word. So he t- talks about one point how he has this realization that he has become and his the pe- members of his ship, the crew of his ship, have become become humans detached from time. And he talks about how whatever the weird experience that is to yeah like wake up. Oh, how long has it been? Oh, two thousand years. No biggie. Like cool. Yeah. That, think, that was a very cool moment. Yeah, that completely blew my mind. And I, it has to, it really belies how desperate the situation on Earth had to have been. <laughs> that when they're so bad at space travel, they did it anyway. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold up. How? <laughs> Listen, we can't throw stones. What do you mean? <laughs> About being bad at space travel? Or are you saying yeah. they were obviously great at space travel because they did it for thousands of years? No, they were obviously great at space travel because only 5% of them died. Okay, but they weren't fast at space travel. 
speed of light's a speed of light, CC. You gotta chill with that. Peter, they also, went 20 light years in 2,000 years. Um, that's an excellent point. Yeah, it is. Was it 20 light years? I didn't know how far it was, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it's 20 light years. <laughs> Yeah, no, because they got yeah, there. In the beginning, Kern talked about how it was 20 light years away and it took 30 years to get to there and from Earth. From that okay. system. So in the old Empire, it was a 30 year trip. In this new world, it's a 2000 year trip. Okay, well, I mean, yeah, okay, that's fine. Well, yeah, yeah. Okay, but how long? <laughs> Listen, CZ, I don't see us spending, sending any spaceships out, okay? Uh, yeah, because we we can still live on Earth. For, for now. now. <laughs> Our podcast gets so depressing, Peter. We can't keep talking about how Earth is doomed and humanity sucks. CC, we are on the Signifying Nothing Network. Let's chill. <laughs> Very optimistic network, surprisingly. <laughs> okay. All right. So, yes, I agree they are not as good as the old Empire. However, I'm pretty sure if, like, Cataclysm was hitting Earth... Our first move wouldn't be, oh, let's build shitty spaceships and try to like spend like a real long time in space. I think yeah. our first move would probably be, let's build, you know, in, in, inside system colonies, try to like get resources from Earth still and make them not totally self-sufficient, but like put a bunch of people there. We try to go underground, maybe underwater colonies. Like we do other stuff before like we all would, aboard. Like, basically terraform Earth back to being habitable. I think would be Plan A. Probably. That, I mean, that would probably be the plan A just because, like, even if it's not the most technologically feasible, you know, I feel like we'd have a certain attachment to it. Yeah. Like, one but thing I, mean, I really like about... What perspective do we have on that? Because we are attached to Earth right now. Like, literally, we can't live anywhere else. Well, one thing I really like about sci-fi, and, like, this is prevalent through almost all of sci-fi, is, like, the importance of Earth to every human. Well, that's why I like... And I haven't actually gotten to read one yet. <laughs> but that's why I like series like the foundation series where like humanity has just moved on from earth earth isn't a part of humanity anymore it's like a mythos but it's not a physical place that they go i think that's that's a really interesting world to live in right right i do think that's cool um but like if you look at basically any other book it's like oh you know even if earth like had like like 20 people in earth no one was there Rosby in one book series where it was uninhabitable. Like, humans still controlled the system. Like, and they had, like, you know, a strong defense there. And, like, it fell to an enemy, and, like, that was a huge deal, and everyone felt the pain. Because it's, like, you know, that's that's the home of humanity. And that's, I agree, that's something that really struck me in Foundation series. Yeah. Or, um, another book series I'm reading where the, it's another old empire collapsing thing, um, where earth is like no longer just we can't reach it anymore we reached earth we reached out to the stars through technology that was lost and we can't get there anymore no we're stuck elsewhere yeah (laughs) that's depressing yeah it's uh i enjoyed that book um but anyway so i do think that that's a that's a little cool little cool passing yeah i think it's really interesting peter what was your favorite part of the book my favorite part of the book was probably hmm, do you want a scene or do you want like a thing about the book I don't know. You asked me the question. I just figured you had an answer ready. Okay. I liked the uh, the sky nest. Really? That's your favorite part? I thought that was a very cool... I, I thought that t- tied together a lot of components of, that, of the whole spider side that I really enjoyed. Because you look at it, and it's got an organic... Like, the, the computer that they developed is organic. The... 
um, the technology is all based on, you know, it's, I, like, I always loved the, any parts where they talked about the spider's technology. Like, yeah, it was really interesting. That. The fact that it was all organic. Exactly. It's a difference between, like, they just took a different evolutionary <clears throat> path, and their, their technology took a different path from humans, where we developed metal and electricity and, you know, grinding gears of industry. They got really into chemistry. Like, I want to talk to an entomologist about this book. Like, how do you feel about the ant computers? Okay, here's a thing. I hear that word, and I always think of entomology. What are you talking about? The, I said uh, entomology. No, like, like, like the <laughs> uh, the horror, the origin of a word. The entomology. Oh, oh <laughs> the other one. The yeah, very no, the other one that word. sounds exactly the same but is different. Yes, and en- entomology yeah. with an N. Yeah, N for insect. N <laughs> <laughs> for an insect. N <laughs> for an insect. Now you'll never forget and get confused. It's a stupid, stupid joke. We in our stupid, stupid podcast. <laughs> so yes, I I really enjoy the organic computers. Um, although it, I, I actually does that really make sense awesome. to you conceptually? I mean, I know part of the point is that not a lot about the spiders can make sense to us conceptually because we're not spiders. It does. Does it? Okay. Interesting. So wait, here's here's another thing. I guess I have a problem with the interface. And again, that's because I'm not a bug. What interface? The How do you interface with the ants? Like, do they mention how they got, like, readouts from them and stuff? Yeah. How? They would, um... So a lot of spiders' language was based on vibrations and touch. Yeah. Right? So what they would do is they would put their, um, their little little polyps in, like, basically the these... Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> basically these little, whole, like, these little, like, nodes. Oh, yeah. But on, that like, was the to console. get messages. Right. What do you think, do, like, <laughs> it's if it's a computer, messages... Okay, all right, all right, all right, you're right, you're right. They, okay, yeah, I just wasn't thinking I, about it that way. The technology is pro- almost definitely the same across like, the board. They made Kern into a computer made out of ants. That's crazy. All right, that was a little more insane. <laughs> like, I, I'm not bored. <laughs> there is some buck wild scientists. I, I was with it book. until they did that, and I was like, all right, hold up. <laughs> that's a little. That's a little far. So while we're on the subject, the idea of <laughs> this genetically encoded memory stuff drove me a little crazy. Like, eventually, I accepted it because I'm like, whatever, it's fiction, whatever. <laughs> but, like, it, when they were first talking about it, I was thinking about um, Lamarckian evolution, which was, like, one of the earliest theories of evolution that was basically, like, you have an early version of a giraffe, and there's leaves high up in the tree, and so the giraffe keeps straining to reach the leaves, and its neck grows long because it's straining, and then its <laughs> child is born with a long neck because it's strained its whole life. <laughs> <laughs> you laugh. It, it makes sense from like it was like the first thing before the concept of natural selection you know so it was like really yeah, advanced you, for its time but just very wrong you know before you if you don't know about dna or how genetics works in any way shape or form yeah. you're right that makes sense exactly yeah like once we figure out hereditary genetics it was like oh lamarck you whack job but well okay here here's my counterpoint um where is okay. it okay i've no i've got it wait i got rustle around my pocket a little little wait <laughs> All right, I found it. It was in my pocket. It's always in my back left pocket. I never put things there. All right. So, I never do. That's weird, actually. All right, so, here's my theory. You've got this virus, right? 
Because, <clears throat> like, yeah. that's their idea. Like, that's the foundation of it. It's like, we have this artificial virus that is doing this to us. Uh-huh. Um, one, it's doing kooky stuff with the... Because, like, it's a spider, right? Like, it, the virus was designed to work on mammals. Like, specifically yes. on monkeys. It was designed for monkeys. So, one, it's going to do kooky stuff with the vi- spiders. Oh! So, I mean, sure. like, are you going to sit here and tell me that spiders genetically are not disim- are dissimilar? Are not dissimilar yeah, from dissimilar. monkeys? They're dissimilar. It's fine. Go on. All right. It's a different evolutionary path. So yes. you've got spiders, right? Which, you yes. know, um, I don't know anything about the brains of spiders, but I imagine they're probably structured differently. Probably. I don't know either. I'll be honest. Yeah. No. So we did, we did not do our research apparently on the spider uh, anatomy. Actually, that's not true. I looked up book lungs. Because well, it came book. up so often. I knew what book lungs were because I'm not a goddamn plebe like you. No, I, you did? I did know book lungs were, actually. Like, How did you know that? <laughs> Cece, I'm kind I'm of like shocked. dad. I'm, I'm like shook. dad, where my brain is, like, doesn't, like, my dad has helpful stuff in his brain, too. I just have massive amounts of useless information. This is definitely an analogy that our listeners will enjoy. <laughs> Our dad is great and so smart and better than all of us. We but... bring this up too often, Peter. Stop it. Not on the podcast. We just bring it up amongst That's ourselves. That's not true. We talked about it on the last episode. <laughs> this is our tribute to our father. We hope he never listens to it. He wouldn't approve of the swears. <laughs> or literally any else part, any other parts of it. That's not true. Anyway. It's mostly true. Can we all not right, talk so about that anymore? My, my point is that the... Um, Maybe the virus is doing something like that, and all, like, so we don't really know how. Mem- we, I mean, we know ish, but we don't know like exactly how memories are stored in the brain, do we? Like, I don't. Uh, to be honest, not my area of expertise. I feel like we have a rough idea. I, I, but yeah, you know, but like we don't like have it like, can't, like. Oh yeah. Plant false memories artificially, you know. We all right. Exactly. Article. So. It's not written in your genome, though. If no, no, no. <laughs> but I'm saying that if you got this virus. And it's doing some kooky, and it's like, well, this is not a monkey. I don't know what to do exactly. I don't know what I'm doing with this exact kind of thing. Um, I'm just going to go buck wild in here. And then <laughs> it decides, all right, cool. Um, I'm just going like, to constantly update this shit. <laughs> it's just like, it's like backing up your DNA <laughs> the whole time. I okay? know, that's why it's so crazy. Wait, wait. So it's just, it's just backing it up, like, constantly. Like, all right. It's like, oh. it's like control Sing the whole time. And you're like, I have a new memory. And it's like, oh, shit. That the brain changed slightly. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and control S that. That's my theory. It doesn't make any sense. Um, suck it. I mean, I. <laughs> <laughs> that's my that's my counterpoint. I get that's kind of what they were going for in this book, and whatever, it's it's wrong, but it's fine. Uh, also, <laughs> it's... I will say, I will say that did viruses specific- aren't that complex. Did they specifically say? Well, okay. This one might be like you don't. It's an artifact. It's like a, oh, a human-made okay, okay. virus <laughs> by a humanity that can travel to a twenty light year away system in like twenty years. Wait a second. That means they're going like roughly the speed of light. Uh, what? What are you saying? How long was it? it would no? It was thirty years from yeah, uh, Earth years. to yeah. okay. So they were going like I think she set, specifically said they could go up to three quarter light, light speed. That's crazy. Yeah, it's awesome. All right. Also, the time dilation must be nuts. Uh, probably. But they they go under they go under cryosleep so it doesn't matter to them. Yeah, still though. All right. Anyway, um, cryosleep. Okay, so you they talked about when they were like when I think it, I think it was one of the Porsches discovered 
it's by the way, a very creative name to come up with way to come up with like seven names for the whole book. Oh yeah, I agree. Like very creative. Well done. That's a good move. And I, oh. I thought it was also interesting the way it turned together, like the lines, and you could I, see through the history. I think that was that the way. real reason, but my reason was funny. They were both. <laughs> the literary reason was not funny. No, but I mean it's true because you still like every time you are introduced to a new character because you are basically every chapter. It's you understand mm. that they are fundamentally similar to a different character that had the same name. Right, and I like how they also like called back. Like, they didn't do it a lot, but at one point, like one of the latest one, like the late most, like the the most recent, I guess, like in the book, like towards the end of the book, they're like, "Oh yeah, I remember." Like, the, and my ancestor Portia was a hunter. I'm like, "All right, all right, chill." That was like 20 chapters ago. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you know how long we've gotten in this book? Yeah, but, but no. But meanwhile, it happened like a thousand years ago. <laughs> yeah, I oh, uh, I want to know how time goes because like they're spiders. How long is their generational time? I imagine it got longer over time, probably. I don't, maybe. I mean, they're not bigger, but I, I'm not, again... Well, humans did. I'm not that kind of biologist. They also <laughs> did get bigger. Yes. But so. I also, I, mean, I was wondering, and you obviously can't answer this because I can't answer it, but, like, it, I can't believe they didn't out. think about the nanovirus's effect on invertebrates. Like... Well, it, no, so... I, mm, okay. Was there a theory they, that the monkeys would just outcompete him because they were already pretty smart? Because I'm like, the, if if the spiders had been allowed to do their thing and the monkeys had been allowed to do their thing, I feel like the spiders would have outpaced them just because of their short generation time. No, so they wouldn't have, because you remember, like, so like obviously the spiders took thousands of years to get to the point where they were. Yes. Like we know that empirically. Yes. Um. Because they could, you know, like, 2,000 years, sure, for, like, intelligence and, like, tribal, ga- like, in, like, hunter-gatherer civilization. But yeah. then, like, another 1,000 for, like, you know, like, radio. And another, like, 500 for space. Yeah. Because, like, the, the, the um, what was the ship called? The... The um, Gilgamesh. The Gilgamesh. I like that name. Uh, the Gilgamesh was, like, just, you know, bouncing around the sol- the, between the systems. Uh, and, like, they went and, like, did the shedding, setting up the, the uh, habitat for a while and stuff like that. So, like, let's say 3,000 years from spider to spacefaring civilization of big spiders. How long are you saying? 3,000 years. Okay. Total? From, yes. like, when you think, wait, so you think it was 3,000 years from when, like, this virus, virus got into them? Until oh, the you know, the no, let's talk about, let's tell, like, so I get the feeling that humanity developed rapidly be, like from basically Post-ice primitive age. to yeah I, yeah i think years. it must have been like a thousand or two thousand years because like humanity didn't devolve they just mm. lost all their technology they just had to like rediscover all of that right but like a lot of what they talk about is how like we rapidly have developed because we're like oh shit look a car all right cool we're making cars now <laughs> like we didn't have yeah. to like figure this shit out again we had to go find the right artifact yeah so totally. i mean it's not no you know, i agree it wasn't like it wasn't like they literally went back to the Stone Age and had to restart there. Imagine that, though. Like, it was like, all right, restart, hard reboot. I always <laughs> yeah. wondered these things. Like, how does no one remember? <laughs> like, you, yeah. not you one scientist lived? Are you kidding left? me? Not one lift. They said they had, it like, a 10,000-person bottleneck, which, by the way, goddamn, that sucks. What, what but, do you mean by that? They said the population, people think the population went as low as 10,000 people. Oh, so it's like real, real, we really narrowly escaped that one. (laughs) Literally almost killed everybody. And isn't that funny that they have like, (laughs) 
this uh this group whose whole thing is uh nature above all and like not just them but everybody to collectively use tactics that were so terrible that like when the earth thawed it was unfit to live on i just think it's a my theory about that is like most of those people were not in it for like the ideology they just wanted a power grab yeah it's political strictly political oh like in bob Uh, oh hey parallel (laughs) hey so that's um oh there's another parallel though there's a ideological group trying to destroy the earth oh totally totally uh so the i'm sorry how did we get onto this oh so we're talking about the development of spiders yes so all right so like let's say a thousand years for the ice age okay okay that's but like because it was at the end of the ice age they had to evacuate yeah at the end well the ice age wasn't even over it was like oh shit you know, Mexico is, is, is getting warm again, and there's also a d- terrifying biovirus there. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, e- steroids Ebola came out of, of Mexico when it thawed. <laughs> We're all going to die. Because uh, that was the first equatorial country I can think of. Uh, <laughs> so, we're going to move on. So, my theory is that they, they took so long that they honestly didn't care. Like, they t- mentioned how they made sure the virus wasn't fit for other mammals. Like, the virus was specifically made to not work with, like, not yeah, no mesh I with agree. other mammals. Yeah, so because it didn't affect the mice or anything else, it didn't affect vertebrates. Right, it only impacted exactly. invertebrates. Right, it, <clears throat> it was going to affect monkeys and anything else. But here's here's so what you I'm think it would have just worked too slowly on everyone else. Exactly, because like, uh, Dr. Kramer was like, oh, in three hundred, like tops three hundred years, in the centuries. monkeys will reach out. Yeah, yeah, and now we're talking not centuries but millennia. Like, at that point, no one really cared. Oh, my God. The, <laughs> it's, the idea of what Kern went through, like, talk about clawing at life regardless oh, it's of terif- cost. I, like, kill me. It's a nightmare. Like, I was so chilled when um when they first encountered her, and you could hear, like, the screaming in the background. and That was such a good effect. I loved that, though. Oh, that was so it good. It was very impactful. Especially, like, over the audio. Yeah. Like, hearing the audio and not just reading it. Like, that's why I love audiobooks with a good, good narrator. Yeah. Yeah, it was well done. Um, yeah. yeah, no, that was that was really moving. How about the parts when she, like, woke up and was, like, wondering, like, what happened? Like, why can't I breathe? Why can't I look around? Yeah. Like, can, like the, the breakdown The idea that her body's, her, like, falling apart, basically. And right, she well, the can't breakdown and barriers ends, between begins. her. That's exactly, that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. The machine and her. Like, that idea. Uh, that actually segues nicely into, uh, what do you think about the idea of uh the brain backups like the brain scans the high fidelity brain scans it's basically bob peter what except not harmful doesn't hurt the brain uh, yeah i guess that's true um uh, actually i don't think that process hurt the brain either it just was destructive because they, they had to up follow a the brain. brain yeah wait what the hell you could totally get like just normal people replicated <laughs> we're done like, why'd you have to bob. use these old cryogenic brains wait a second <laughs> silence <laughs> Uh, yeah, I thought it was, I mean, it was like a lower tech version of that, it seemed like. It, it didn't seem like it was quite as, you never knew if those things were self-aware. Did you? I mean, you mean Kern the copies? was kind of self-aware, like, while she was still in the, um, in the satellite, but we didn't get anything from Kern's perspective once she was transplanted out of the satellite, and, like, you knew her body was destroyed. Well, we, oh, you mean, like, from her, like, straight up POV? From her perspective, yeah. Okay. Yes, that's true. Um, I get the feeling that, like, she has as much self-awareness as, say, a replicant. 
Like I feel like yeah, I, I that was a fully fledged. I mean, she it was basically let's be it was basically a fully fledged AI. Like, yeah, at that point, that's an artificial intelligence. She had a guppy and everything, Eliza. Uh, that's right. She did well. I mean, no, Eliza was the artificial intelligence. Yeah, that was like the copy of her. Yeah. What? Hey, wh- here's a question. What do you think went down to the earth surface? Uh, if she's calling herself um, Kern, then it's Kern. Eliza called herself Eliza. I don't know. Maybe and she Eliza called her name. Kern, whose first name I'm drawing a blank on, even though I just finished this book today. Um, Edna? <clears throat> Avrana or something? Avrana Kern. She had That's a weird it. name. Avrana Kern. Um, right, that was definitely it. Good call. Yeah, no, she was like, oh, do you want to talk to my sister? So uh, there was like definitely a separation there. Okay, good point. So I would say actual Avrana Kern got transferred. Now, here's the other uh, weird thing. In this book, like, it actually similar to, once again, maybe it wasn't a good choice to do this right after Bob, but, like, they talked <laughs> about at one choice. point. Uh, let me see. What was the, the, the commander's name? It's been a few weeks since Guyan? I finished this book. Guyan. Thank you for burying the person that remembers all the names every time we do a book. Again, so, literally finished it today. But, like, no, but it's like every time ago. we do a book, and I never <laughs> give you credit for it. So, Guyan talked about at one point how he was like remember when he was doing the whole crazy mad scientist experiment yes right how could and I he was like oh like in like and holston was like all right listen you're doing this for immortality the gig is up you're not you know shoveling this shit on me yeah goon's like whoa 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 that's not gonna be me and it was yeah. very weird how he had like a super detail- like he was not like oh maybe it's it's kind of me i won't be able to tell the difference and he was like no that is not guyan there will be a copy and it will not be guyan yeah, I have a lot to say about Guyan. He's really a very interesting character. That stuff you at want the to slide end on over to Guyan was fascinating. I, I, I agree. He kind of surprised me with sort of like how rational he seemed. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I think Guyan was insane, plain, and simple, and you know, insanity can take many forms. And in his case, it oscillated between rationality and, and yeah. Some, sometimes insanity looks rational, right? Um, yeah, no. It's, uh... How do you feel? I guess. I'm, I'm so... I want to know how Guyan got that job. Well, we know how he got the job. <laughs> how did he get the job? He's really good at long-term planning. Apparently. I... I just... How... Okay. Who would you... Like, what What would be the traits you would look for in someone who had that job? Um, So, it sounds weird, but, like, honestly, a lot of things that we really like in Guyan. Uh, someone that has shown an ability to make uh, harsh, but essentially for the best decisions yeah you have to have someone that's willing to sacrifice you know 100 people to save 500,000 totally like, yeah I without agree. blinking an eye going like yes no that's a fair trade um, yeah and i mean in this universe you wouldn't necessarily need somebody with a military mind because apparently there's no other life right no i think often uh those, those leaders are most easily found in the military simply because they have like that those situations come up they're with used the to making those kinds of calls yeah exactly so i think like in some in many ways um a, a military leader would have been one of the best choices assuming you had like a competent military leader yeah um, they're also used to acting with absolute authority like rather than having to go back and forth like you know most other world leaders you know are accountable to a, a parliament or a a Senate, congress or, or yeah exactly. and they, they don't have absolute power exactly or even at the end of the day like there's another option or is like, yeah. essentially, Guyan was the option. I thought it was interesting when he talked about the importance of having a single vision for the future of humanity. I did like that. And, you know, 
he's right. Like that's why yeah, I'm saying like, it sounds weird that like, Guyen was that. obviously insane. But like a lot of the go- traits Guyen had and a lot of his ideas, I'm like, yeah, no, the leader of one of the last remnants of humanity should absolutely be like that. Like, you know, he should have a, a clear idea of where humanity is going to go. Because just like bouncing around system to system is not an option. Like the Gilgamesh will fall apart. Yeah, yeah. it was already two thousand years. You were lucky you lasted that long. Exactly. Maybe another thousand after that. Exactly. Like, you didn't know that first one was going to be good. If that first one wasn't good, like, it's going to get worse from there on out. So eventually you're going to have to make a decision. Yeah. No, absolutely. I, 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 I thought that was that. Was that. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, agree like, with, you agree with that idea. I, I agree with the idea. I think that uh, they should have done a little more check on his mental stability. You know, just a little more. Well, well how well. could you not go insane after, like, all that shit? You know what I mean? Like, which all that should be? It's the whole about? absolute power corrupts absolutely thing for one thing, and the amount of pressure on a person who's like, I have been given the task of being the last hope of humanity. <laughs> I'm just a guy, and I've got some skills, but I am the last hope of humanity. He had no clear second in command. That's yeah. why I would have gone differently. Yeah. I would have given he it an XO. second in command. A deputy Yeah, I get commander. the idea of like, oh, it can't be decided by a committee. Or it can't I don't be know like, if I agree with that fully, but I get it. No, it he, can't. Yeah, you're right. Democracy in many cases is, is harmful uh, to to survival. Did you democracy, democracy is not all that's harmful. You heard it here, for, here first, folks. <laughs> hey, listen, I think there's... Like, look, if you are dealing with a situation where... Peter's a big Kim Jong-un fan. <laughs> I have a poster on my wall. I thought it was required. It's not. I just do it for fun now. <laughs> no. Oh so, my God. in these situations, we're like, one, you have to make basically all the right choices. Like, there's no more long shot of a of a you know attempt than this. This is the longest of shots. Yeah. Right. So you've got to pick, you know pick someone who you can't have like, oh you five are in charge. All right, cool. What happens if they disagree? What happens when three of them think one way, two of them think the other way? They butt heads enough. Now you have a civil war on the last remaining arc. You know. They don't know that they're the last remaining arc. I thought it was weird that they kept insisting that. They were like, we Actually, haven't heard anything. And I'm like, how, how would they even know where to send their message? <laughs> no, I was going to bring that up. I was going to bring it up after Guyon that, like, what I wonder what happened with the other arcs. Yeah, they, they kept saying there weren't any more. I'm like, I don't know if I agree with that. You guys made it this far. Why would they? Also, here's the other thing. Why not send, like, a group of, like, I don't know why they didn't, like, I understand the idea, like, spread, but I think they should have at least paired them off. Like, why? If, one ship has given? Issue, if one ship has issues, the other one could help. But, like, CZ, space is a big place, and there's lots of space, like, there's a lot of room between things. So, like, you just shoot, like, in a, all right, go that way. You know, the odds of them hitting something habitable are pretty much slim to none. They didn't do like, that. No, they wouldn't like, try to follow Earth, but why not send more things to the one of the first terraformed planets? Like, one of the first... Because they didn't mention how, like, the Gilgamesh went to that planet because it was because one of they the knew earliest terraformed planets. Because they knew it was terraformed, yeah. Right, it was one of the first ones before the cataclysm, or the, right. the collapse. So, why not just send, like, two there, maybe? You know? Like, I feel like that's your best shot. Let's put a little... Don't put all your eggs in one basket, put, you know... Put a couple eggs in one basket. Doesn't have to don't, be one egg per basket. But don't throw your eggs wildly in the air. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, no, no. I, and also, that, think, that, like, if there's another ship, they could provide support. Like, like you know, they can carry spare parts, and if one gets damaged somehow, the other one could help repair. Like, there's so many different ways 
that that it would have been helped to have another ship next to them. I'm not saying necessarily it would have in this situation, but I think for Gillian to have an equal to talk to would have helped a lot. Yeah, but what if they, what if they disagreed then? You know. Well, then their arc ships would just go their separate ways. Like that's not the end of the world. I'm okay. talking about if there was like a committee on one ship running that ship, and they had a disagreement. Now you have an in, like inside the ship. Well, having just Guyan in charge didn't stop that from happening. <laughs> well, that's because Guyan went insane. If Guyan didn't go insane, that wouldn't have happened. He didn't even go insane when the first one happened with the mutiny. No, that it's, was... It's not a full-scale civil war, but like... I think that was kind of... I think he had the inklings of insanity there. I don't think I mean, so. Like, I got well, his logic there. I got his logic, but the way he handled it. Like, he, one, he defrosted this group of people and said, you're going. Like... Yeah, I would have identified like yeah, can. To be fair, he was a dick about it. <laughs> like I would have gone like, uh, what if I identified? Like I would have identified. Okay, um, let me see. Like, because one thing that they should have done before they loaded them up, everyone, Are you like, cool with everyone this? in. Sorry. Done a survey. Done like a survey. Be like, well, how no, would before you they even if? <laughs> put them on the Gilgamesh. Been like, all right, uh, these person because I'm sure they, they had like they talked about how uh, they're you know they had like you could look up like the skills of all the cargo basically. Yeah, that's true. But like they should also have had records on like the disposition. Like, this person yeah. has an adventure spirit. This person is da 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 like, X, Y, Z, whatever. So you're going, like, all right, I'm going to defrost, you know, 100 people who are most likely to be down with this. Yeah. And also show leadership traits. That's true. They don't have, like, they don't seem to have psychological profiles on the people. Right. Which Just, like, like, what their skills are. part. That's 100% necessary. Oh, my God, Because if yeah. you, like, they're like, hey, you're going to lead the colony. Um, oh, man, you're, you're mutinying? Oh, that's awkward. I really tried a psych profile that says, shows rebellious or arrogant attitudes. <laughs> I don't think that was really arrogant. It was desperate. It was rebellious, too. I mean, like, fine, but let's take a rebellion. Yeah, I mean, you would want to have somebody with a profile shows commitment to duty, you know? Because, I well, mean, the whole logic yeah. was, okay, we want to at least, again, not have all of our eggs in one basket. Yeah, let's spread it. But, like, that was a pretty desperate move for not knowing your last arc ship. <laughs> eh, yeah. Like, but they were, this is almost oh, God, they were so sure. I think the author really wanted us to think they were the last dark ship. <laughs> but, like, then we got to the Evidence ending, like, surprised. <laughs> I don't know why he mentioned other arc ships. He should have just been like, we're the only arc ship. <laughs> well, no, I think you would have set up for a sequel. <laughs> Do you think there'll be a sequel? I hope there's a sequel. He does a lot of series, this author. He's a very prolific author. I was looking him up. He was a shit ton of fantasy, too. Does he have a lot? Is he a it, lot of sequel guy? He's more fantasy than sci-fi, and but, like, multiple series. Okay, see, I like that because this is a very good sci-fi book for someone like that. I know. I'm very proud of him. Good job. <laughs> Write him a letter. Good job, Adrian Tchaikovsky. With a link to our podcast. You <laughs> 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 guys spread that around. I have something to tell you, Mr. Tchaikovsky. <laughs> it's in our podcast. You have to listen to it to find it. You have to, listen. You have to download it. You have to it first share it on Twitter. Share. <laughs> to unlock the secret within, which is that we're proud of you. <laughs> All right, so... <clears throat> so do we do are we done with Gunyan? I mean he went insane because he had complete power and he didn't have a stable psychological like I imagine he probably Yeah, I think a second in command would have done wonders. <laughs> Although he didn't seem yeah. to care about the key crew's opinions on things. But then well, again, no, because I mean, like, uh They're Vin, just his crew. Uh what was his name? Vin, Vinna? Vin, shit. Start with an L. No, it didn't. I'm not didn't talking it? about Lane, I'm talking about the um chief scientist. She was a oh. and I hated her. <laughs> Yeah, but she like, and she became his de facto XO because like. Yeah, exactly. Because she agreed with him. She was a yes, yes woman. Yeah, but like, if you had like a first mate or an XO or whatever, that was like assigned by whatever authority on Earth was doing this. Totally. All right, wait. Let's go there. What the hell was going on on Earth? Like, I know. <laughs> they're 
they're like desperate project okay let's not send any of the people that maybe came up with the idea and like had showed vision and ideas and forward thinking and like let's not do that because that would be more sense people maybe they were on the other arc ships maybe maybe they're fucking cargo why are they cargo though i I don't know that's not a fair if you have a group of people that was like (laughs) all right what's prequel man that came up with this idea I want a prequel. I'd be down I mean, with a prequel. I need it so bad. Hey, after you have a proud of you, Tchaikovsky, we need a prequel. Like, I don't care about the war. Whatever. Cataclysmic war. That Whatever. I need cool. to know what happened. We have plenty after. of those. I want, I want them to do a Porsche thing from, like, basically when humanity was shrunk down to 10,000 people to when the Ark ships went off. That's yeah. what I want. Absolutely. Oh, man. I know what format it would be, too. Like, I, I, I'll be down with, like, a record key. Like, a, maybe, like, a... Oh, I know. Like, an old classicist that's, like, too old to go on an arc ship. Ugh, yeah. And he decides, like, his last act before, like, Earth... Be- like, he dies or Earth becomes completely inhabit- uninhabitable is to create kind of, like, a time capsule. And he's like, this is, you know, this is the history of humanity thus far as we know it. Yeah. And it has, like, a brief summary of the before... The, of, the, of the pre-Empire. And then, you know, this and this is our story or whatever. That's, Adrian? like, that's the ending. It's, like, a How I Met Your Mother thing. It's, it's like... It's like <laughs> How how I saved the human race. <laughs> that's what it's called. It's how I saved the human race. The guy's really arrogant. <laughs> oh, I know. He's also played by um. Oh fuck! This would have been funny if I remember this name. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Wait, is this a movie now? <laughs> no. <laughs> this is the prequel movie. Hi. No, the um so the fun. narrator is whatever that guy's name is. Oh my god, what's wrong with me? The actor that plays Ted. No, the actor that plays old Ted. Bob Saget. Oh, Bob Saget. Yeah. <laughs> it was Bob Saget. Yeah, right? <laughs> yes. It's I'm on board. I'm down. Anyway, really funny joke. Perfectly delivered. Moving on. All right. I do want to know a little bit more about pre-Earth, though. Like, what the hell? I'm, I, okay, yes. I, I'm so fascinated by the tech that survived. It, it took them so long to get 20 light years, but they also were still capable of cryosleep. And also the prisoner's dilemma survived. <laughs> Which I thought was pretty... I like how it was, like, presented as, like, oh, they used to do this to prisoners. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was like, that's perfect, because it's, like, you find an old textbook that says, it talks about the prisoner's dilemma. And you misunderstand And you're it. like, I guess this is real. Yeah. And you don't understand. Yeah, it's, no. like, it's probably just a psych... I'm sure... I'm Okay. I'm sure it's been done to someone at some point. They're, like, it's referenced so much that, like... It wasn't, like, a thing. Like, you... The way they talk about it, it's like, oh, yeah, this is, like, a thing that happened in every prison. No, to be fair, I mean... <laughs> like it i guess it does happen all the time right like you capture two guys and you try to turn them against each other to get information like that's got to be standard practice right for what i'm talking about like like this doesn't happen not, like, not the to way determine she the punishment it. but just to like try to get a lot out of them be like hey your I buddy's guess. telling us everything you better fess up you know i guess that happened i don't know you're the one that's married to a cop yeah but he doesn't really do that he's not in crime he's just a patrol trooper right now Soft. We'll have to ask one of his coworkers. Anyway, tell him to get into crime, and then we'll, then we'll talk again. We'll have yeah. the podcast again. We'll have a podcast in three years after he's gotten into crime and like gotten some good experience, and you know maybe a promotion. Play good, but got bad cop a couple, or good trooper, bad trooper. <laughs> yeah, excuse you. <laughs> uh, okay. These are jokes that no one's getting. <laughs> Somebody out there is getting. Somebody them. out there's laughing their ass off. <laughs> and I appreciate you. And it's probably not the Greek guy that listens to this. I. D- <laughs> I just think it's interesting, like, some of the stuff they seem to have copied pretty well, and some of it they were like, 
Just did such a bad job with. Well, no, no, no. Okay, no, actually, the, like, the things like the cryopod and, like, the speed make sense to me. Because think about it this way. One, the ships that were capable of going to, like, other systems were probably highly specialized. And small. Yeah, no, probably pretty small. But it's yeah. like, they, I don't imagine they had like, any of them. No, that's true. And, like, also, those were probably and one of the gone. first things destroyed. they were gone. They were in other systems. Well, they are probably one of the first things destroyed. Because it's like, think about that. Like, oh, Earth's going down. All right, well, let's capture one of these interstellar ships and get as many of our people on them as possible and go to one of the terraformed worlds. Like, that was probably a high priority. And so it was, like, <clears throat> like acquisition or denial. Yeah. They ended up denying all of them. You know what's and a bummer then, to so, think about? What's up? The people who terraformed Kern's world and then went home. <laughs> and came home to that? <laughs> they Actually, probably no. didn't make it home because the virus didn't probably got up. them. Yeah, the virus. Which was, yeah. like, crazy, by the way. Yeah. Why? The fact that no one had an air-gapped computer? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody thought fuck? this could happen? No one thought, like, hey, you that's a You knew how tense things were on Earth and you didn't fucking put firewalls up? No, they put firewalls up. Like, no, they talk about how they beat the firewalls, sure. But I don't know why you didn't go, like, hmm, see this hard drive that has all the information for running our goddamn habitat? I'm gonna go ahead and clone that and put the clone, just, like, just chill. Put it on my desk. Just sort of not accessible. (laughs) Not connected to the network is really where I'm putting this. (laughs) Are you kidding me right now? Like, Like, don't you want a backup, for God's sake? So the one... Yeah, like, that's a thing. Like, it's a standard practice, like, in anything like that where the computer's, like, super critical. Like, you know, like a space station. There's yeah. a hard copy backup that's not connected to networks. Yeah. Like, that's just a thing. It makes even, sense. They even, they even have it in Star Trek. Even Star Trek goes, that's good. That's a good idea. <laughs> Star Trek's been around since the 50s, so. Is that right? Yeah. 50s, 60s? They've been traveling space for 50 years. <laughs> yeah. That documentary series. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god! All right, um, <laughs> we gotta we gotta move it, Peach. It's been forty five minutes. <laughs> yeah, but we're rolling. We're having some great talks. Yes. All right, that does drive me crazy, though. Okay. Yes. Um, what else do we got? Uh, we got. We, about oh, we haven't talked about the spiders at all. Okay, let's talk about. The, well, we'll talk about the spiders a little bit with your technology. What else not, we talk about? Not enough. Not enough. The book lungs. I think it was a little bit out of character that Kern was like weirded out by that at first. I feel like if I were current, I'd be like, oh my god, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> like, sure, spiders are scary, but you're in space, whatever. Like, I'd be like, nobody anticipated this. That's incredible. Wait, what are you saying? I'd be terrified. They're big old spiders. Yeah, but she's, like, not even a person anymore. It's fine. I'm talking about current, not, like, the other guys. The other guys, I get it. Current. if I, okay... If I was waiting to find out the monkeys had survived a crash landing and become genius, <laughs> and I found out that instead spiders. they died very reasonably, and spiders became genius and created Sorry. like this whole civilization, I would be so psyched. I'd be like, "Sorry, monkeys, this is way better." She keeps no, talking no, no. about diversifying life across the universe. How much more diverse could you get? Okay, All this right. is a plan with like I... multiple intelligent forms of life, by the way. Like not full intelligent, but they're there. And They've got some Neanderthals. One that, that is fully intelligent. Yeah, exactly. Like the underwater race? Yeah, no, totally. There's more so than like, one intelligent species. Species. And they're friends. They don't fight. Yeah, that's actually... Uh, I would we'll have talk a about party. That I super love that, though. Yeah. Um, okay, no. So here's what and I'm And that was, at. like, the first thing they 
did was become allies with each other. That that wasn't even like the ants, where they were at war, then they sort of co-opted them, and it was fine. I love that. All right, so wait, we'll, we'll go through the history of the spiders in a second, but I want, I want to talk about why, why Kern was freaking out. Okay. And, and this is my theory on that. Okay. Kern, despite all of her, like, we got to diversify life, da 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 one, I think she was talking about um, diversifying where life is. I guess. Actually, like, what, like, nine all eggs in one basket kind of thing. Well, she said they were starting with monkeys because it was supposed to be easy. I don't think that they were not only going to do monkeys. Right, I, I agree with you there. Uh, the other thing is that she talked about how, like, the way she sold it was descending as gods. And while she said that's not, like, why she was doing it, I think that's, like, that's what she come to expect. Like, that was, like, 100% like, locked into her brain. And she was point, all she ego. Was so, well, yeah, she was the... She was ego. Like, that was it. <laughs> like, she didn't... You know, like, the parts of the soul were, like, ego... Like, the parts of the mind were like, ego and something else. <laughs> and super she, ego ego. She, she was all ego, she baby. She was just ego. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so she... <laughs> that, was, that was a good joke. Um, <laughs> we said it's a philosophy I, podcast. We rarely prove it. Uh, well, I mean, we were using those philosophy words. No, so, like, she's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to descend as a god to, like, species who will probably look slightly different, but roughly the same as humans. Yeah. Oh, that's cool, cool. Oh, no, those are eight arms. Oh, oh, you also have a bunch of, oh, you're a foot, you're a foot and a half long spider. Oh, that's, I guess that's cool. Oh, what's this around my spaceship? Oh, it's web? Oh. <laughs> she didn't wake up surrounded by web. Okay. Are you sure? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe she was like the first right, time they had that. contact was the first time they went to space and they had their like little year long satellite and it was adorable. Okay, wait, I loved that satellite. That was so it was clever. So cool. That was such a clever thing by Tchaikovsky. With the like, algae right. and the. Mm. Yeah, no, it's like let's build a little mini biome. Let's use the spiders as a small computer. Let's uh, like that was such a cool idea. Yeah, it was awesome. And then the idea that all it did, like it was like a little communication satellite and that was so so cool. I know. And, like, that's Sputnik. Like, no, it totally was. Like, that was pretty close a, re- a representation of Sputnik. It was even round. <laughs> was... Like other satellites. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Plenty of satellites are not round. I guess. But Sputnik was uh, the most. Like, satellites can be Asian if they want because they don't have drag. Hang on. Just... Maybe dumb question. Was Sputnik the first man satellite or ship the first satellite? Uh, not, nope, so you see it was about the size, I think it was, like, slightly larger than a basketball. Okay, okay, cool. I, no, that's a lie. It was definitely significantly larger than a basketball, but it was not, wait. That does seem unlikely, yeah. But it, um, it was not manned. No, it was the first. <laughs> it had no electronics, it was just some metal we put in space to see. It was a, it was a ball. It was a, can- we could have got a little cannonball and sent it to space. <laughs> no, it was a communicate, but it was the first ever satellite, and it was a communication satellite. Gotcha, gotcha, cool. Uh, so it was pretty cool. You actually see it in the sky. <clears throat> What did you say? Uh, the reflection. You could like you could see it. Tra- you could track it in the sky. Oh, I thought you said you can. I was like, there's no way Sputnik is still up there. <laughs> that would be wild, though. <laughs> Russia's been spending millions of dollars the last decades to keep it up there. <laughs> Maintain Sputnik. <laughs> <laughs> it's been marked as a historical site. <laughs> the first national heritage site in space. It's the international heritage. Internet, yes, of course, of course. My bad. All right. So yes, um, but I did like that little satellite thing. Like that was that was I like I'm gonna tell you I loved that whole scene. Yeah. I liked the idea... Okay. You were talking about the evolution of spiders, actually? Because this is kind of Lee's story. What about them? Just, like, how... Like, I, I don't know. I'm going to talk about, like, spiders. Like, you say you want to talk about spiders. I liked yeah. how they, like, opened it up with, like, the first Porsche... Oh, that was ...hunting cool. and learning about allies. Yeah, that was cute. I was like, this is neither <laughs> mate nor food. Interesting. Except then he's both. Like, friend? And then he eventually became both. But... Yes. <laughs> All of the above? Yeah, but, like, no, but, like, the first idea was, like, okay, yeah, 
huh, weird. Mm-hmm. I yeah. also liked how they talked about how alien the like the mind is. Like, the human mind is trained to see patterns, sure. But, like, the spider's brains were, like, hardwired to save three-dimensional pattern and mapping. Yeah, you know what? Just to fast forward, like, the, the way they said that they were born to live in Zero Grab, I was like, oh, you're right. <laughs> they were. They're used to moving around in three dimensions. Like, orientation is really easy for them to, like, adapt with. Yeah, like, spiders all of that was really interesting. Free fall. Yeah, basically. <laughs> well, okay, so, I mean, do you want to pop in that, that NASA study? Uh, yeah, did you look it up? I did look it up. Please tell me more. Okay, so, here's the thing, listeners. So, I sent Cece a picture the other day of a spider uh, basically weaving a web on a space station. And it's been done a couple times, actually. But what they did this latest time was they took a couple, I think they're called golden orb spiders. Classic spiders. basically they're known for, uh, they fit, like, every day they, like, optimize their damn web. So, like, they basically re-cast, or re-weave? Re-weave their web, there we go. Um, like every day to like optimize it for catching food. Cool. And they're pretty distinctive that the bottom of them are, are very, they're pretty large webs and the bottom always has more strands because it provides more structural support and it gets like less dense as it goes up. So it's like very structural and like very, they're very, no, it's very good. Holy crap. Is that why they look like that? Yeah. Okay, go on. Okay. So the, they took these spiders that took them to space and they put them out, um, on a, on a space station, they let him, they let him cast their web, or weave their web, and the first day it was a goddamn mess. <laughs> okay, they were fucking everywhere. They were like, "What the hell is going on? I don't have gravity." This is, and they were thinking those thoughts too the whole time. Yes, spiders are intelligent. They could hear them. <laughs> they listen to their little foot dances. <laughs> um, so. They were losing their shit. Second day, pretty much the same. Towards the end, they started to get it. Third day, though, those motherfuckers were weaving perfect webs. Oh, that's awesome. And here's the crazy thing. You know how on Earth, they have, like, the as I described earlier, they have a denser bottom? Yeah. Okay? They don't in space. <sighs> they figured it out. And they made a perfectly symmetrical web. That's amazing. It's insane. So just in three days, they did that. And they've done several studies throughout time. That was consistent. Same thing with uh, flies. They did it with flies, too. Flies learned how to fly in zero-G. Wow. Yeah. Insane. Anyway, so that... Bugs I mean, that are goes so good like, at this surviving. Is, this is a thing, though. That's 100% true. Spiders are designed for freefall. Yeah, that's amazing. And that was kind of consistent throughout, though. Like, the whole... Their <clears throat> development as a civilization was like, oh, you three, you know, there was, there was a very three-dimensional city, like everything was you know very vertical like they could do whatever they want they're living in the trees all that yeah and then they get to space they're like oh shit <laughs> this is thick <laughs> like oh this is like even better <laughs> oh my god i feel so free like they had oh my god they basically had like a web sphere i guess not a web sphere like a web belt around the earth in geosynchronous yeah. orbit oh my god though that was crazy to me and they were living on it <laughs> yeah, the the space nest or the star nest. Star nest, yeah. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> like that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's so interesting to talk about like technological advances, like strictly biological, 
Mm-hmm. It, it was such an interesting trend. Like some of the stuff, like um, bioengineered, like tissues and stuff like that. Like I can see that. That made that made sense to me. The virus shit didn't make sense to me. No, and the crazy thing is that they were chit chatting about it, like while they were in like discovering the radio. They're like, oh yeah, we have these modes of transportation where we made bioengineered yeah. muscle tissue on the outside, hold it taut. Like, oh my god. It all started with the ants, though, man. Like, once they figured out that they could manipulate the ants, like, that became their basis of technology. That was their electricity, basically. Yeah, that was their industrial revolution, winning that yeah. war. The ants. The ants. The ants. Oh, my gosh, and so then cool. The other thing that was crazy about that was when they eventually, like, another piece of bioengineering was when uh, a late Porsche, when they were doing the, uh, the sky nest... Yeah. It was like, hmm, how do I figure out how to get fast communication between these ants? They can't make pheromones fast enough. This is weird. Oh, solution. Let's Neurons. just make the whole thing brain. <laughs> thing, we've got a brain ship. That's what yeah, we're working on. The ship with was here. made of brain. It reminds me of like there used to, there was an there was a Tony Stark in the uh, Marvel verse yeah. where his like skin was his brain. What? <laughs> it was one of the alternate Earths. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no. Yeah. That's why that's, he made the Iron, really he cool made idea. the Iron Man suit to protect himself. Oh. And his brain skin. Wow, that's stupid. Who's so smart, though? All right, moving on. <laughs> uh, yeah. I thought, okay, so I thought this book had kind of a theme of, like, flipping stuff on its head. Like, the whole, I mean, it, it totally made sense with the culture, that um, strongly matriarchal culture of the um, of the spiders. It was cool, like, seeing the, the males sort of fight for equality, like, Fabian sort of determination um, to get how recognition the, for males. He was like the evolution of Fabian? Evolution of the Fabian evolution was of really males. cool. First of all, the first male they talked about literally wasn't even named. Yeah. Well, and they talked about later, though, I was like, oh, and the later the portion was like, I'm aware they have names, but I don't care to know them. Yeah. <laughs> like, man... You, you think women had it bad. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about male spiders. We don't have... They didn't have names. <laughs> Imagine if I was like, just like, only hey woman the whole time, and then I ate you. <laughs> it would suck. And, and no, no one, one batted a goddamn... Like, yeah, I, I get that. <laughs> no one was like, man, maybe he shouldn't eat her. No, no, no. Goddamn. <laughs> yeah, no. Fabian, was... the leader of the men's suffrage movement. Yeah, no, he was. Uh, and I liked how it was kind of like a, um, almost like an Ada Lovelace or like a Hedy Lamar, like a woman who's unique because she's like the only one working in like that technological field. And so mm-hmm. she's like treasured in that sense. Absolutely. You know? And the whole argument of like, oh, well, you're just better. Like you're just, you're just a special case. Um, yeah. Not then like, no, they all have the potential. Yeah. Which is like, like you don't know change. what you're missing out on. Like you can see, you know, like, I mean, as with women, that was the same way. Like, yeah, totally. Women scientists were like, "Oh, but you're like you're unique." Well, I mean, like, n- not really. Like the like there was the mental change towards the end of the book where like the men were equally as mentally capable as the women. Yeah, and they always had been. They just never had the chance. Exactly. Because they were Which, weaker and more delicate and pretty little things. <laughs> yeah, they they did the courtship dances. Yeah. Oh, they were status symbols, having like a harem of males. Yeah, that was very funny. So, like, the whole world of the spiders was the polar opposite of humans. Yeah, basically. Like, invertebrate, vertebrate, biological technology. Maybe, um, engi- no, I don't even know which to- we call ours. Industrial? Metal, metal-based? <laughs> yeah, metal- metallurgical technology? technology? I don't know. Oh. 
you know, we haven't been categorized because we don't know about any other life in the universe. Yeah, maybe we can find someone else and be like, hey, you want to study us for a while? We need to find some shit out. <laughs> we need to have some introspective years. We need to think about some stuff. <laughs> Just trying to sort some shit out. <laughs> All right, so uh, that, I do agree that was pretty cool. Um, and then I re- the other thing they I re- really... F- sorry, go on. I'm sorry. I, I think that the kind of the capstone of that was uh, at the very end when they were t- when they were talking about um the, the second to last Porsche when they during the Skynest. I I love the Skynest to me was so important to the story. Yeah. Like just so critical. But when Fabian and Porsche went up in the I forget what the, the mini one was called. Starnest. It was the first. Oh, that Star was Starnest. Nest? Yeah. What was the web called then? Space it was also Nest? called Starnest. Oh, they were both called Starnest. Yeah. Okay. I think so. So when they went up into like the Starnest one, uh, and like Portia was dying and like because like she was overheated. Yeah. And one, by the way, bullet insides like the worst thing possible. That's terrifying. What? What like, is terrifying? They when they described like her body cooking. Oh my god! I know. I didn't like that scene. <laughs> <laughs> but when uh, one before that, when they were like, they didn't like monogamy wasn't a thing. But, like, they were basically monogamous. Yeah, like, it was cool. That was a very nice thing they talked about, like, you know. There was they, enough like, sort of, like, shared respect for each other. And and there was no, sh- like, they didn't say it. Like, they were like, oh, yeah, let's be, let, let's go steady. We're not a couple, because like, that wasn't a thing. That wasn't a concept. Yeah, no. the, the idea, well, that's another thing. Like, the idea of a couple never developed in spider culture. Yep, that's true. And, I, but, like, you know, all for like, basically all of her clutches that she laid were Fabian. Yeah. And I thought that was, like, a very cool thing. But at the end there, when, like, he, like, like you know, was willing to, like, sacrifice her life to, his life to save her, and, like, yeah. she felt real remorse at the end there. I know. So and, sad. like, they talked about, like, she never went up on another mission ever again. Like, mm-hmm. that crippled her. And that's, like, to me, it's, like, the, it shows, like, the real evolution of males in that society. Yeah. But the fact that it was still always underneath the, uh, the instinct. Yeah. Exactly. The instinct was, you know. To the possibility of being the he and he like realized like oh you know she's running an instinct in, in pure pure there's really no yeah I can make her do there. this because she doesn't have any like higher function right now exactly she would never do this if she was functioning but I she'll hate this it that I life. did this but and like yeah he acknowledges she, you know she'll hate it I thought that was like a great great way to cap off the at least the spider social evolution yeah it was really nice and i made the spiders kind of sympathetic right like they were always a little sympathetic just because you got their perspective but like i don't know when it came down to the end and you're like do you want the humans to win or the spiders to win you're like i don't know the spiders did get over that whole sexism thing <laughs> yeah exactly Honestly, i had no idea at the end i was like on board with the spiders at the end i was like man like the humans have had like i'm not one to say like the humans have had their chance Mm-hmm. You know, like let's be honest. Like on Earth, like we we messed some things up on Earth. Like humanity's history is riddled with atrocities and war crimes and like desperation and just horrible things. For sure, right? we've made our point. No, not that one. <laughs> yeah, we are very vocal about how much humans suck. But like <laughs> it's at the end of the lot. day, like you know, you have a, a certain species loyalty. But like yeah, you still spiders, want your people to survive. Yeah, well, spiders while they faced their 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 problems, like developed peaceful relations with an underwater culture that was. And developed, like, worked out a language that was not in the right medium. Like, that's wild. Humans were never, humans were like, oh, look at these spiders. They're not talking to us. Must mean they're not intelligent. (laughs) Like, the idea that, like, spiders were like, oh, no. Like, oh, here's a, I recognize this as intelligent. Oh, it's not, it doesn't really get my patting my feet. Okay, let's figure out something else. Well, I mean, to be fair, they had the messenger, right? Like, that was, if they hadn't had the messenger, 
I'm not sure things would have gone how they went. They definitely wouldn't have gone how they went. And but. I, you know, we haven't even talked about um, Nestle, the girl who just lived out her days as a captive of the spiders. Yes, that was also cool. Oh my god, that poor. So girl. one like a nightmare. Oh, I uh, know. Can you imagine? Like, not just spiders, but giant spiders. It's like gold for captive, travels, but, but they're work. feeding you and being nice. Yeah, and but like, it's terrifying. Yeah, exactly. But like, you have a, a a instinctual aversion to this. Yeah, we we like, hate this is wrong. And I think the idea that like you know she started speaking at first, and they, I like the t- t- how they talked about how like some clever scholars figured out that like if you put like a a, yeah. a web in front of her mouth, you could almost pick up speech, but like it was garbled, obviously. Mm-hmm. And like, like you so at first they were like, maybe this is intelligent. And they're like, nah, probably not. Yeah, nothing that, like, big and plotting could be intelligent. Well, that was the other crazy thing. And then she was tapping her fingers. Yeah, they just And they were like, maybe she's trying to talk to us. Exactly. Oh, so cool. Yeah. I think that was, like, a very, like, I think it was cool how she observed, like, oh, they tapped their fingers to talk. Okay. What else did she have to do? (laughs) Well, right. Honestly, at that point, like. Like, it's not clear, but, I mean, she probably went crazy, too. (laughs) I'm sure she went insane. What else was there to do? (laughs) Just go crazy. That was your only. Because it was, was all. Only, she the only eat. activity available to me was insanity. Right. Exactly. Oh my god, that poor girl. And that that was probably the point in the book that the lack of, like, stated time drove me the most crazy. That she died. <laughs> they just like, said it after many like long years, weeks. but I'm like, you're spiders, though. What does that mean to you? Well, it looked like um, like it was many generations for them, but it might have been like ten years for humans. Yeah, but how long's the spider generation? Ugh. Ugh. Exactly. I get that. I do get that. But, I mean, think about it. Spiders don't have... Like, if we go by my theory from the beginning, where, like, this is all about, like, the frame reference of, like, one of Porsche's descendants or something after yeah. the fact. They like, don't have the access to that specific information. Like, one, their year is going to be different because their planet will orbit at a different pace. Yeah. Two... Well, that's one thing. Like, they never chose to develop that a bit. Like, I get the feeling that was never a concern for them. They're like, oh, three days now from now, we'll do this. Or, like, you know. They, I'm sure they had some sort of cycle... But we never picked up the idea that, like, they used anything like years or anything like that. Yeah, they seem to go based off of generations. That was, like, the reference point. Right. And so, There was never any specific time frame for them. Yeah. Exactly. It was not, like, it was less of a big deal for them. Yeah, they didn't care. They were chill. And I guess if you have something like generational memory, it's definitely less of a big deal for you. Yeah, I think so. Uh, The idea, like, you know you'll live on, things like that. There's no desperation to make sure you're remembered. It's just, my my descendants have no choice. Like, yeah, they got me. So the other, the other point where I feel like this uh, sort of traditional narrative really got turned on its head was basically casting humans as the terrifying, incomprehensible space monsters coming to destroy you and take your planet. That was crazy. I like, I did like that. It was it, like they, they even almost stated it towards the end, where the spiders like felt the way humans always feel in sci-fi. Like, oh, these aliens—they're so malicious. They just want to destroy us because that's their nature. Like. The only the only thing they'll do is destroy. There's no chance to negotiate, et cetera, et cetera. Like that whole mindset, but about humans. <laughs> it's like, yes, it was just an interesting perspective. I think it was a very uh, this book made me personally like look at humanity differently. Really? Like obviously it's sci-fi. Obviously it's you know not real, whatever. But like it's real to me. This was an opportunity to look almost from the outside in at humanity. Yeah. Like. Because, like, you know, even you know, even now, like, I'm sitting in my room, not really, like, I'm not, like, interacting with anyone other than you, you know. Like usual. I, 
I, hey. <laughs> my point is, right, like, currently I'm pretty disconnected from humanity. But I still have trouble, like, kind of putting myself outside of that, the this, this species mindset. Yeah. But I think this book did it very well, especially when you spend so much time with the spiders. You started, like, you know, like, especially for me, like, I crushed this book in, like, a day and a half. Yeah. Like, I just, like, <laughs> listened to it the whole time. So, like, I was kind of, like, really engaged. And you're like, oh, yeah, the spiders are the good guys. And you get that mentality. And you're like, oh, shit, humans. No, I huh. also care about you because you're my people. And I want exactly. you to survive because I have and that I have like, innate feeling. Like, do I want humans to survive because they're humans or because they deserve to survive? Some of them deserved it. That's the problem. And a lot of them were just sort of like passively along for the ride. And you don't I'm get sorry, the did impression. did you mean Cargo who were asleep the whole time? Yeah, Cargo. Because <laughs> that's like so the worst crazy. part. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, man, you won't believe what you slept through. <laughs> You wake up. What the fuck? Oh, okay. Just chill now, actually. Oh yeah. my god. Like you have about thirty seconds of. Oh my god. What the holy fuck did you get us into? To. Oh no, it's chill. I remember these guys. Like. Oh my god. That would be the worst. Oh, you don't believe what you slept through. <laughs> um, Honestly, though, like key crew become legend. Yeah. Oh my god. We even talk about all that. We don't even have time to talk about all of that. We do have to wrap up soon. Oh, um, God. Real quick. I did, I, I did like that, though. I like the idea that, like... I, I like the whole tribe idea, that, like, the spaceborn versus the earthborn. But why were they so primitive, though? That that I didn't really fully buy into. Well, they weren't super I primitive. I guess they weren't, like, primitive. It was just, like, so religious. Yeah. I, okay, yeah. They weren't okay, primitive. Okay, no, no. If you look at... All right, well... They Lin's were working on the spaceship. Well, Lynn people were fine. It was... Uh, Guyans that were, were yeah, but I mean Guyans. Guyans were doing like work, like technical work. So I guess they weren't primitive per se, but like, why but would they told just accept him as their god. god? Like, yeah, he made that a thing. Yeah, I mean, he had to act like he didn't, but he did. No, he told. I think he He's acted like, like no, he didn't totally in those rare moments of rationality <laughs> when he was talking to. My ego. Yeah, exactly. And you know, and you tell, and I like that they mentioned like you tell legends about you being a god to people, and like, maybe you don't believe it the first time, but you wake up. And they're like, oh, what's up? What's our god? Like, right. It is <laughs> yeah. I, your god. Yeah, exactly. I, I do get that idea. Like, the idea that it's just it's a perpetuating motion. But Lynn's tribe were fine. Like, they were, like, especially when, like, uh, Holson got woken up the second to last time when he found about, out about his daughter. Oh, yeah. Which was, like, heartbreaking, by the way. No. The idea that, like, him and Lynn, like, the, 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 the like... The unlikely romance that happened in the first that, like, you kind of came to, like, rely yeah. on almost. And it's, like... It was, like, his, his his anchor in the sort of madness that was his life. And it was, like, his metric for time. It was, like, oh, um, Lynn is... How old's uh, Lynn? How old am I? Exactly. Like, how old's time going by? And, like, that was his... Because time going by in the outside world doesn't matter. Yeah, it really doesn't. It's how much time goes by on the ship and how much time goes exactly. by... Exactly. And, like, that was the crazy part. Like, if him and Lynn were asleep the whole time... And they woke up and it's like, oh, it's been 4,000 years. But, like, him and her were the same age because she was obviously the one he was closest to. Yeah. Like, would have been less of a big deal for Holston other than, than if he had, like, woken up and found her at 90 years old. It was, like, one of my favorite lines of the book is when Holston's like, man, what a crazy couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> that was very funny. It's a good point. Holston's, like, dealing with all this. Like, Holston, like, strung out and stressed. And everyone's like, what the hell, Holston? And he's like, listen, guys. I only like, go to sleep as soon as the crisis is over, and I wake up for the next one. <laughs> you guys don't ever bring me out just to hang. Yeah, why can't we just chill, guys? Just for once. <laughs> it's so true, though. 
<laughs> it really is. It, it is. It's a bummer. Poor, poor Olsen. Was that um? Was that him? His and Lane's granddaughter at the end. Yes. On a, in webbing with her spider friend going off to yeah, space. Yeah, I like that. A, I like what that. a blindingly optimistic ending. I loved it. I loved it because it's always like it's usually like an Earth and humanity dies. The end. <laughs> <laughs> but like this is literally the best possible outcome, all thanks to the spiders. Because like the spiders prove themselves our superiors in the end, which again flips shit on their head. You think of spiders as like these nasty little creatures, and like well, these total monsters. They kept calling them monsters because they were huge spiders, and I get it. I would what the hell is you gonna call them? They're massive spiders. Yeah, but like. <laughs> Ethically, if, they were so if, much more advanced than we are. If I saw a gigantic spider come at me and was like, oh, hey, Peter, what's up? I'd scream. Like, <laughs> I'd scream like a little girl. It's not even a question. I'd scream like a little girl. It's not even a question. <laughs> it's no doubt in my mind. This is a foregone conclusion in my mind. I'm getting ready to scream right now in case there's a spider. Like, at any given time, I'm ready to scream about for a spider. <laughs> about a millisecond away from screaming at all And times. then I'll take my shoe off and try to hit it, and it's like, Peter, I'm the same size as you. <laughs> Yeah, no, like, and so I get why humans are so terrified of them, but the spiders are the ones who are like, no, like, we can make you understand us, and we will. And we're never going to destroy everything, because, like, you know, you can be useful to us, basically. Uh, Honestly, though. No, to be fair, though, the spiders, like, knew humanity was intelligent. Yes, they had that benefit. Like, I mean, I would like to think that if humans were like, oh, there's intelligent spiders down there, someone would have tried to talk. Like, Holston and Lynch Holston was started kind of trying, but he had, like, minutes to figure it out. Exactly. He was trying to decipher a completely, as alien as they come language. Yeah. That looked almost Literally something Literally the like, wrong medium, again. And looked almost like something like an ancient language he studied in a classroom. Which, like, yeah. he goes, that's ridiculous. There's no way that's happening. <laughs> like, <laughs> which is a fair reason, like, rationale. Like, And basically, like, nullified all of the programs he had built to be able to translate the Imperial Sea. Exactly. I mean, he could still free translate, but it wasn't easy. Yeah, exactly. And, like, and that was just, that was crazy to me. Like, the, the, the fact that they ever achieved communication. Honestly, though. Well, they just keep communication because the spiders, like, were able to win through biology. So I realized yeah. at the end there, when they talked, when they were, you know, doing the ship, I liked how the ship was, like, a marriage, the idea was it was a marriage of the biological and the metallurgical tech. Yeah, it was so cool. It, like, used human power sources and, like, biotechnological aspects. and Yeah, or it took, like, the human, like, physics and, like, knowledge of the universe and, like, oh, let's make, we can make a biological engine with that. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, the one thing I'm totally calling them out for, because, like, everything else you can kind of make them <clears throat> for, even to me, the virus, the one total bullshit thing is they're <laughs> like, yeah, we can achieve higher acceleration because of this hole. No, that's not how this works. Higher acceleration. That's not how any of this works. Like, because they're like, oh yeah, no, the the people on board can can uh, can still with you know withstand that high acceleration because the hole changes shape. Sorry, fam, they're no. still accelerating. Yeah, physics is physics, no matter what shape you're in. Like, it's not like air resistance. You know? Maybe like, you can achieve higher acceleration, in general. No, that's Humans not true, Cece, because there is no air resistance. <laughs> They're in space. It doesn't matter what shape the thing is. Yeah, you're is. right. You're it's right. Going. I wasn't thinking about the vacuum. I was thinking about acceleration versus thrust. But, it, yeah. You're right. Oh when my you're God. right, you're it's, right. It's like, this is just physics, guys. Like, there's no... There's maybe, nothing resisting you. There's and no, also, like, you're oh, still you accelerating at the same rate as the spaceship. Like, 
this is super alien, so maybe it works this way here. No, 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 no. No, physics is physics no matter where you are, fam. <laughs> That's the cool thing about physics. And no matter it's what your technological, technological aspects are made out of. Yeah, maybe eventually your technology can break some physics, or like... No, you can't but you break weren't. physics, but like... We know you weren't. Ah, <laughs> uh, makes me so mad. All yeah, right. no, I, I had missed that detail. That's hilarious. That is... <laughs> change the shape, man. It's easier to accelerate. <laughs> Fuck off. Fuck off with your bullshit. <laughs> the acceleration catches me to have webbing made sense, but other than that, fuck off. Oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That's like perfect. That's, that's like, yeah, no, this is ideal. Like, it's super, super strong, but it's also like dirt. Like, flexible, uh, you can kind of yeah, float flexible. around and chill. Yeah. Alright. That's awesome. That, that's what I got. Do you got anything, Cece? <clears throat> uh, no. The only stray observation minutes. I had was that the plague they had was basically rabies, and I wonder if that was intentional. Which plague? The spider plague. Remember them? The spider oh. plague. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like interesting. Straight up. I forgot about that. Yeah. You know. All right. No, that is cool, though. Um, yeah, I don't know if that was like deliberately decided or if he was like, oh, I'll do something like rabies or if he made up a disease and it just turned out to basically be rabies. But yeah. I think that's equally as likely as it was intentional. Yes, I agree. All right. Um, but yeah, so, that's about it. Uh, I think we had some good discussion on this episode. I think we did too. As long as hell. So I hope you guys agree. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't, you're going to be sorely disappointed. We're sorry. Okay. Now let's add five more minutes into this already long episode by our very inefficient closing stuff. Yeah. Okay, so, if uh, you like the show, do us a favor. Go ahead and uh, go ahead and comment, subscribe, maybe, uh, maybe give us a little review on, was it Apple Podcasts now? Yes. Fucking bullshit. All right. On Apple Podcasts, and, uh, <coughs> or, or, you know, or the Play Store. Or, uh, you know, or whatever Google calls their podcast thing, or uh, any number of the podcast mediums that we are now on. Yes. You can uh, which you is can most do that. Of them. Maybe uh, or maybe you know, pop onto. I think there's actually like it's everything I could find. Yes. Maybe um, pop onto our website. Maybe maybe you know, drop us a line. Let us know if you liked it. Cece, how can they get in touch with us? And you can get in touch with us by emailing us at sci-fi sidebar at signifyingnothingnetwork.com. Or at SNN at SignifyingNothingNetwork.com. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Sci-Fi Sidebar. Our website is SignifyingNothingNetwork.com slash Sci-Fi Sidebar. And, um, you know, just please, please reach out. Let us know how you liked it. Wait, wait. Thoughts on it? Uh, please. 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 We'd love please. to hear from you. I, I have so many questions for you guys. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> like, why do you listen to this? Like... This is trash. There's so many better um, ones. I think oh, that's obvious. If you listen to this, you want some podcast recommendations? I got some better ones. <laughs> you know, we find out more. Um, honestly, I, I kind of feel like most of all, I'd love recommendations for episodes. It's not like we don't I would have, love... you know, things in mind, but I want to know what well, you guys like, want. Yeah, we do have a list. And like we said early on, there's not many of you. There is a surprising amount of you, actually. Like... <laughs> I, I am constantly amazed by how many downloads we get. Um, it, it makes me happy every day. Because it's more than you and me. It's not just us. Actually, I don't even I don't download it anymore. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Wanna, I don't want to fudge our numbers because that's like a ten percent increase. <laughs> <laughs> not quite, but almost. If it's um, both of us, it's almost. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, so guys, thank you so much for listening. Please reach out. We love you. Uh, very thank much. you for listening. Well, wait, wait. I had something. Oh yeah. So all right. There's this other podcast that oh like God. we used to do. <laughs> Um, it's called The Universe in You, <laughs> and it, acts, it accidentally became a miniseries, <laughs> because I just ran out of time. It is now a and... seasonal show. The season <laughs> is like... not during school. 
<laughs> the season is not during my busy time. <laughs> You'll guess when. No, in all seriousness, I'm going to actually try to do an episode this week and release it um, uh, uh, one week after. Like, you, I, Hopefully I already brought it back because uh, this, this episode is going to air like <laughs> in a month. Yeah, but we're pretty fingers crossed I've brought it back already. Uh, but if I haven't, this week for sure, guys. This this is the week. <laughs> Tomorrow for sure. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's all I got. Um, yeah, our next episode will be out on May 7th. The topic of which is to be added in post because we haven't decided yet. <laughs> but you know what? I'm going to add that and you're going to like it. Yeah. Hey guys, as promised, this is the uh, post edition. We're going to tell you about uh, what, well, at least I am. Hi. I'm going to tell you about uh, what we're going to do. So, without further ado, our next book will be Rendezvous with Rayma by Sir Arthur C. Clarke. Now, I've got to tell you guys, I am rapidly approaching final season. Which means, um, life is going to get a little bit crazy. It's already gotten crazy. Obviously, this episode's coming out a day late. We're very sorry about that. Um, just honestly, I just don't have time right now, kind of in my life. And CC and I, we're really going to try to get these episodes out, or this, rather, this episode, um, about the rendezvous with Rayma out on time. But it's really going to be, um, just depending on how my final schedule ends up shaping up. And what, uh, what's going on there. So hopefully we'll get it done in time. But if not, I'll be done school uh, April 29th. So after that, we should be pretty regular. Uh, thought sometime this uh, this summer, look out for Cece's uh, second podcast. She's going to start working on with our oldest sister called Going Viral or Going Bacterial. I don't remember. I think it's Going Bacterial and Viral too. And then I'm also going to try to bring back the universe in you. I'll have a little more time this summer to work on it, so it should be all right. Now, I know I know what you're thinking. Peter, there's no synopsis in this episode. I know. Okay, here's the deal. CC and I got feedback from one of our listeners, and after talking about it, we feel like there's not enough time, really, to give some of these books justice. Like, Children of Time is a very complicated and beautiful book. That we just felt like we needed more time than than we had, or than we wanted to give up in an episode, an already very long episode, to to really give that synopsis justice. So I think going forward, we're uh, not going to include them. Let us know if that's an, a bad idea. Maybe for some stories, we will. If they're maybe um, simpler, maybe we want to have a little a little flair. Uh, we're just trying to change things up a little bit and really figure out exactly what our our listeners want. So, uh, let us know if you, you know, wish there were more synopses, or let us know if you are going, yeah, that's a good idea, I don't have them anymore. Anyway, I really appreciate the feedback, so just uh, hit us up. They might come back in the future, we just aren't doing them uh, right now. So, anyway, this has been Sci-Fi Sidebar from the Signifying Nothing Network. A tale told by idiots. Bye, guys. See you guys.